May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. In uh, 1981, in a small town in what is now Bosnia, uh, Medjugorje, there is a, um, an event that took place where all of a sudden the whole village, this small village, kind of it was illuminated by this very strong light that seemed to be coming from a nearby mountain. Two teenage girls happened to be in the area, and they described what they saw on the top of this mountain, that they saw this beautiful woman holding a child you know, above the mountain. It seemed to them that it was the Virgin Mary holding a baby Jesus. Um, they, uh, they were um, unwilling to relent from what they saw. They were, they were steadfast that they had seen this. In fact, people began to flock to Medjugorje, and, and they, were, they were there praying and seeking God, and um, all of a sudden there were these reports of miraculous healings that began to take place. One of them was an 85-year-old man. He was uh, blind and paralyzed, um, he had had a stroke, and the, the stroke had, had caused these things to happen to him, and he was unable to get to what is called Apparition Hill. And so um, he asked that someone would bring some dirt and herbs from the place. They brought them to him, and, uh, and here is what he said to um, uh, a person who was investigating this. He says, in, in his own words, Eight years ago I had a stroke which rendered my left eye completely useless. During the past four years my right eye also stopped functioning, and I couldn't see anymore. I asked my daughter to bring some flowers and sage from Apparition Hill. That same night, I put these plants under my head. In the morning, I asked my wife to bring me water. I put the plants in the water and washed myself. Upon drying myself with a towel, I said to my wife, There, I can see you. She answered me, What do you mean you can see? I said to her, I I see that you haven't put on your socks yet. And that is how she knew that I could see. Rita Klaus, an American woman, in another story, married three daughters. She had um, had multiple sclerosis for 25 years, was in, in a wheelchair. In February 1986, she heard about uh, the, um, the Apparition Hill, and she traveled there. Um, she prayed for healing. The next day, she could feel her feet and legs and begin to move them. By that night, she was able to run upstairs. Now, these are reports. There are scores and scores of these reports. You believe whatever you want to make of them, but there are testimonies of these. And and people who are seeking God, seeking healing, have been flocking um, to Medjugorje. I don't know why I can't get that out here this morning. Um, I guess I'm not Bosnian. Uh, You know, and so people are, are flocking there continually. And the story in the gospel is not unlike that story. It's the story of a man who was lame for 38 years. Uh, He had undoubtedly seen many physicians. Um, His only hope was a long shot. There's a place, we would say, Bethesda, this house of mercy, this place where there are these pools of water. And the legend was that an angel would come and stir the water. And when the water was stirred, the first one in the water would be healed of whatever malady they had. And so here this lame man was with you know, uh, scores of other people who are also seeking a miracle, um, all kind of hanging around the pools just waiting for some sign that water is stirring in them. If you've ever known someone with a serious illness, if you ever had one yourself, a, a life-threatening type uh, malady such as that, you know how, how serious and how desperate a person can be. Um, 
many years ago when uh, Abby and I first married, there was this couple who were about 30 years older than us, Larry and um, Sharon. Uh, Larry was in his 50s. Uh, Abby and I just, you know, early 20s. And, um, and Larry discovered one day through a doctor's visit that he had prostate cancer. It had been pretty advanced. Um, he, uh, he began to take chemotherapy and radiation. Uh, he started taking vitamins. Um, he was doing everything he possibly could. He even, one day I went to see him and, and he said, you know, I'm taking these herbal supplements. And, um, you know, was telling me about the reports of these herbal supplements and how they were, you know, sort of miracle drugs. But within a year of being, uh, receiving his diagnosis, he passed away. But I remember feeling that same desperation for him. You know, that wanting him to live, that there's something inside human spirit that just clings to life. And this was the case with Larry. It's also the case with the fellow in the gospel. You know, he's desperate. He's, he's lame. He's not, he, he maybe not, um, has a terminal illness, but he has this, this, this illness that, that keeps him from, from enjoying life and from living well. And, and so he spends all of his time by these pools wondering when the waters will stir and how in the world will I, will I get in when they do, because I have to be the first person in. I don't know why this is the case, but this is the belief. And so he, when will the water stir, and how will I get in? And I imagine that he's been there for some time, a long time, year after year after year. He hangs out at the pools of Bethesda. I even kind of imagine, it's not in the text, it's just in my thinking here, that perhaps there's a time where he seems like the waters are stirring. You know, that he's there and something's going on. There's, there's some, and maybe he, like, crawls, you know, towards the water. Perhaps even nobody else has noticed. You know, and he, he's making headway. Maybe I'll get there. And just about the time that he, he's almost there, somebody sees it and they run ahead of him. This is what he says, right? Every time I get a chance, someone gets in in front of me. That old saying, you know, just about the time your ships come in, someone goes and moves the harbor. <laughs> Have you ever felt like that? Just about the time that, that one's gonna, you're going to get there. Something comes along and, and just ruins your plan. The man had calculated exactly what he needed. He needed the angels to stir the water. There were lots of healers, not just physicians. There were many physicians in the ancient world. I mean, we tend to think of uh, uh, modern medicine as being something that is um, rather unique to the world. There were, there were many physicians, even in the ancient world. The Hippocratic Oath extends 500 years before the birth of Jesus. Many physicians. They were also, in the day of Jesus, many miracle workers, people who did the sort of thing that Jesus did. They went around and they, they were healers. Um, and yet this man has had no success. No success from physicians, no success from from miracle workers, he needed something to happen. And the rumor is, Bethesda, this is the place you've got to be. And so he gets there. He needs a miracle. But there's a problem, and that is he can't... His problem is he's lame. He can't get there. If only he had a wheelchair. I bet he didn't know what a wheelchair was, but if only he had a wheelchair. When I was was a, a doctoral student in Wilmore, small little town in Kentucky... Um, my son, one day we were out thrift shopping and he sees a wheelchair at a Goodwill store for $4. And he says to me, Dad, imagine the possibilities. <laughs> I tried to. And I came up with none. I'm like, well, I know. I don't get it. Can I have it? I'm like, $4. Yeah, you can have it. I know what you're going to do with it. So at first it was just a, you know, racing up and down the street, brothers pushing, whatever. 
Next thing I know, about a week later, the kid's riding willies down the street, you know, all by himself. And then he's going up and down stairs uh, outside. I mean, it was, it was insane what he could learn to do in a wheelchair. This really became quite the phenomenon in our family, too. We still have a wheelchair at this day. If you ever need one, just come by. Not A couple of weeks ago, I saw Benjamin um, in the wheelchair, and he had our big Labrador Lucy on a leash, and she was pulling him down the street. So there's still this kind of thing with wheelchairs in the boys' home. Anyway, um, Wilmore is this uh, really sweet little um, town where... Um, Everybody's a Christian. Even the animals are Christians. Uh, you know, it's a, it's like a little bubble of, of, of heaven. And, um, and I imagine one day like Nicholas riding down the street in his wheelchair and some godly, um, you know, grandmother driving in her, you know, 85 LeSabre. And she looks over and she sees him and, and, and prays for him, you know, not knowing that this was a toy, you know, um, and, and about the same time that she prays for him, that Nicholas finally gets bored and decides to let his brother have a turn, you know? And, and he gets up out of the wheelchair and hands it to somebody else, you know? I, just, I could imagine that sight, couldn't you? If only this fellow had a wheelchair, he could get down to the pool. But there's no wheelchair, and there's no way, no way to get there. He doesn't have a friend who will even get him there. He's on his own. And this is the, the occasion when Jesus walks by. And Jesus asked the man a question. Here it is. One, one man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there a long time, he said to him, do you want to be healed? This is sort of a silly question, isn't it? Um, you, you probably don't know. There's this comedian who does this bit with, um, you know, an idiot sign where people ask silly questions, you know, and he's like, here's your sign sort of thing. This is that's a ridiculous question. You know, um, he says, for instance, one day he was um, learning to drive a semi-truck and he got the semi stuck underneath a bridge and a police officer showed up because, you know, he hadn't judged the height, right? And so the, the semi was stuck under the bridge and, and the, <laughs> the police officer walks up and says, so you got your truck stuck under the bridge, huh? And the comedian says, I looked at him and I said, no, I was delivering this bridge when I ran out of gas. You know, uh, it's a stupid question, of course. I, you know, I got the, the truck stuck under. Um, you want to be healed? No, I'm just hanging out here to get a tan. You know, this is just a nice place to meet friends. But he doesn't give sarcasm. He, he, he says to him, you know, I want to, right? The sick man answered, but I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred up, and while I'm going down, uh, it, excuse me, and while I'm going down, another steps in, in, in front of me. And a lot of scholars are saying that Jesus wants, wants this man to own up to it. He wants him to, to own up. Yes, I want healing. He wants him to ask for it. But never does he ask for it. Jesus says, do you want to be made well? And the man says, I can't. I have all these limitations. And Jesus said, take up your mat and go home. He never says, yes, sir, please heal me. He never says, I believe in you. He just says, do you want to be healed? And the man says, I can't. There are limitations. Can you not see the limitations? Take up your mat and go home. The man is focused, listen to this, on the means, not the end. He's focused on the means to his healing, not the end. And how often do we do the same? We focus on the means, 
We're so consumed with the means, we forget the end. I need to get into the pool. No, you need to be made well. The pool's irrelevant if you're healed. I need a new job. No, you need to seek God's call on your life. What is He calling you to do? Understand that that vocation and, and the job follows behind. I need a spouse or a home. I need my daughter to go to church. No, you need her to meet Jesus. I need my son or my nephew or, or somebody I love to, to, to be freed from this, this addiction. No, you need him or her to, to meet Christ. I need time off work because I'm just so troubled. No, you need peace in your life now. We we focus on the means and forget the end. I, I oh I would get healed if only I could get into the pool. No, no, that's not what you need. You need to find God here. There's this um this song, this gospel song that that I remember a friend of mine used to sing. It it says God will make a way when there seems to be no way. God will make a way when there seems to be no way. If only I could get into the pool. If only I could get to Bosnia. If only I could get to the right hospital, the right position. If only I could get this right. No, no, no. If only we would call it to God. Tell him our need. I can't seem to get to the water. Take up your bed and go home. You see, sometimes when we can't get to the mountain... God in His mercy brings the mountain to us. That's what He does. He gives hope when there is no hope. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.